0: On this episode of Inspired Wellness with Jessica, we are going to be talking about how you were naturally born to relax, you were naturally born to be happy, and you were naturally born to thrive. This is Inspired Wellness with Jessica, a safe space for women impacted by their emotions to unlock hope. And discover ways to elevate emotional wellness holistically for long-term health and well-being i am your host jessica advanced dft practitioner holistic counselor meditation therapist and advanced life coach join me for real raw conversations to educate and inspire you to take control of your emotional well-being. I am so grateful you are here with me. Let's dive straight in. Welcome to this episode. Oh, I love this topic. Today, I am going to talk to you about how you were naturally born to be happy. You were naturally born to be healthy. You were naturally born to thrive in your life. And, you know, for a lot of people, that is a hard concept to grasp because for some, right from, you know, entering this world, there has been challenges and there has been traumas and there has been events and and stories and beliefs and things that have caused you to genuinely believe that, that life is hard or that it is also meant to be hard for you, or that maybe you're not worthy or deserving of being healthy or being happy or um, relaxation. And, you know, as we move into our adult life and we are then living in this space, you hear me say all the time, you know, that we are just so in high demand. Our modern world means that we are go, 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 all the time, always on, Always accessible, rarely resting, and if we are resting, and is usually involving some kind of blue light, phone, or um, you know, TV or podcast or something. We're never just alone with our thoughts. Never. Some of us are sometimes, but as as you know, a general society, the majority of us are not alone with our thoughts. And what happens? is we are living in this constant state of long-term stress. And for so many people, we don't realize that we are living in this state because we are simply, you know, seeing stressful events, for example, as being things that come and go. And we don't realize the impact of this on the go, always being on, not switching off, Um, meeting deadlines, you know, all these things, we don't realize the impact that that actually has on our fight or flight response and that for around 80% of us, it is always turned on. Now, I said at the beginning, you know, your body has this ability, you are born, sorry, to experience, you know, health and happiness and it is your right also too, by the way, to experience health and happiness And what I love about the human body is that it is designed to self-heal. And there are mechanisms in place that are designed to help you to be healthy. It is um, for, you know, excluding, and I'm not here talking about illnesses in terms of, you know, genetic illness, genetic disability, uh, you know, things that are, well and truly without of our control but you know there are a lot of elements to our life that are external that impact our body's ability to self-repair to do the things that it needs to do so what I want to focus on today because I love talking about this topic is your stress response because your body has this beautiful ability to switch into your sympathetic nervous system, your stress response nervous system. Now, this is where your amygdala, which is the part of your brain that basically is like a smoke alarm. It is responsible for emotional associations and it is also continually scanning your world, your senses, everything that it takes in for danger, okay? Now the amygdala has emotional association. So the amygdala may associate something to be dangerous that is associated with a trauma or a belief, something that is stored in your subconscious mind. Remembering that your subconscious mind stores everything. So your amygdala is constantly scanning. Now when it senses danger, be it real or perceived, and that is really important to remember because when we are getting an email about a deadline from our boss, that causes us to feel stressed, but in reality, the real threat to our survival from this email, I'm hoping, is very, very little for you next to none, right? So the amygdala real or perceived takes in these threats and then a signal is sent to the part of your brainstem that releases the chemicals that takes you out of your uh, relaxation response nervous system and into your stress response nervous system. Now, why is this important? Because in that stress response, we have things that are happening in our body like excess stress hormones, cortisol, adrenaline. And in small bursts, okay, in the amazing way that this danger system is supposed to work, these are great because we need that excess glucose into our muscles, you know, to to flee from danger or to fight off a predator. We need that excess adrenaline to get our heart pumping so we can do what needs to be done to keep ourselves safe. So that, in that aspect, you know, what the brain and the body can do for survival is phenomenal. It is so amazing that we can keep ourselves safe. What happens though is we might start associating things that are not dangerous with danger. And when we are continually worrying about things, when we are continually uh, feeling negative emotion, uh, sadness, anger, grief, all these negative emotions, which will come, well, actually, I like to think they come from your thoughts, but. There is a bit of a chicken and an egg situation. Some pioneers in the field say that the thoughts come first and the emotions second, and some say the emotions come first and the thoughts second. So I will leave that up to you to debate. But when I talk about it and we, we, you know, we observe our thoughts and then we give those thoughts attention and emotion will spark from that. So when we have these things happening in our body, then they are also signals to your amygdala that there is danger. Now, remembering that this danger could be coming simply from a thought, simply from a deadline, simply from recalling a conversation, from associating something negative that happened to you in the past with something that is not the same event but your brain is associating it with danger now by by you know the def- by definition of anxiety you know putting portraying something from your past into your future and into your present you know all of these things keep your amygdala on high response so I'm going off on a little tangent now but basically when we think about our body our natural state of being is in our parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest state. Now this nervous system is not naturally as dominant now as the sympathetic, as the stress response. We are so accustomed to living in that state of stress that relaxation has actually become something that is not the normal. And here's the problem with that. I mentioned before, you know, you've got hormonal changes. Now, when we are in a state of stress, we don't need our digestive system to function properly. We don't need to digest food when we're being chased by an animal. We don't need a libido to make babies when we're being chased by an animal. Um, You know, we don't need to think clearly when we're being chased by an animal. Uh, all All of these impacts on stress from stress, when they are happening in the body long term, think about when your heart rate is increased long term, your blood pressure is increased long term. That increases the chance of blood clots. There are all these um, illnesses and diseases and things that are now associated and being linked back to stress. And so, if we think about the role of the parasympathetic nervous system, which is you know a nice taste, heart rate, deep breathing, digestion, uh, sleep. Because, you know, we don't sleep when we're in a state of stress, one, because of the excess cortisol and adrenaline, but two, because we're wired for survival. If there's a predator outside of your window, you're not going to stress. I mean, you're not going to sleep, sorry. You know, if you think back to, and I'm talking about predators in terms of our primal our primal years, when survival was not simply, oh, we're very safe now, really, in comparison. <laughs> you know, survival meant fending off saber-toothed tigers and fighting for your food. And if you got abandoned and left out of your pack, then you would die. Those things that are the types of survival that I'm referring to. Our brain is very primitive, it is wired for survival. And so your rest and digest response is what you would normally live in and then that stress response pops in to keep you safe and then you return back to your rest and digest so you can sleep so you can digest your food so you can reproduce effectively so you can your body's healing abilities and the cells within your body are not trying to live in a toxic environment my goodness me You were born to be healthy. You were born to be healthy. And healthy and happy are 100% within your right. You are so, so worthy and deserving of those things. And sometimes we really just need to hear that and start contemplating that. Particularly if you've been going through a tough time. If stress or anxiety uh, or other things that are causing you stress and anxiety have gotten on top of you, or you've grown up, you know, with a glass is half full type mindset, and there's no judgment when I say that, however you have learned to navigate your world has gotten you this far. But if you are at an impasse, maybe consider what do I need to be looking at? What is in the way of my happiness? What is in the way of my good health? What is in the way of me thriving in my life? Because I was born to thrive. Now, I don't know your personal circumstances. And I do know, I am very well aware that there are obviously a lot of challenges that people face in their health, in their mobility in their personal circumstances. I mentioned before traumas, events, loss, uh, all things, okay? So I am not by any means downplaying the severity or the impact that these things have. But let's look at what I can help you with, which is lowering your stress response for optimal health and wellness, mental, physical, emotional, spiritual. And what that means in terms of what you can do to support yourself now is you can start to implement daily self-care activities that will take you out of your stress response. Because remember, if you are on the go all the time, if you are juggling a million and one things, if you don't switch off, if you're not eating fantastically, if you are not sleeping well, if you are surrounded by all sorts of toxins um, or you're putting them all over your skin, if you have uh, injury or illness, then these things also keep you in a state of stress. And when I say a state of stress, I mean, don't think that stress is just an external event or a person or something that is happening outside of you or the things that you're thinking about inside of you, stress can be all of the above. And so these things keep you in that fight or flight space, which again, keeps you in that nervous system that is so wonderfully effective to keep you safe temporarily, but is supposed to return back to your rest and digest state when the danger is over. And the problem with with things how they are now for most people is that the perceived danger is never over. We worry ourselves up in the middle of the night about finances, about kids, about, you know, do I launch this product or not? What caption should I put on this Instagram post tomorrow? Uh, You know, all the things, all the things. Oh, I didn't exercise today or I shouldn't have had that piece of cake. Like think about the things that you worry about. And I know for me, so many of them, before I really became aware of my thoughts were so insignificant, so insignificant. And it's just the brain telling you stories from the majority of it and a whole nother episode, but you can challenge those stories and you can challenge those thoughts. It takes practice, but you absolutely can. But you think about the impact that stress is having on your life and on your body and on your mind and how it filters into your family interactions, how you are with your children, how you show up with your partner, how you interact with people, how productive you are in your business, how much you put yourself out there in your business, you know, um, how much, how financially stable your business, all these things come from stress, all these things, because stress will impact your logical mind, your ability to think clearly, it will impact your center for memory and learning, So it is always going to have a flow on effect in every area of your life, no matter where the stress is coming from. So what you can be doing is intentionally taking yourself out of that stress response and into your relaxation response. And that might look like using things like EFT tapping, which is really fast and effective for doing this. EFT sends calming signals to your amygdala that fight or flight response center I was talking about earlier, it sends a signal when you're tapping to say that the brain, no, I am actually safe. So the issue at hand or the emotion that you're feeling or the event that you're recalling, uh, it is basically desensitized when you're tapping. You can use breathing techniques. So a long exhale signals to your sympathetic nervous system that it is safe, again, helping you switch into your parasympathetic nervous system. There are types of movements and things that you can do. There are other ways that you can support yourself. And yeah, my favorite is using EFT. Uh, I also quite enjoy breath work and meditation. Uh, Practiced regularly. And here's the thing, practiced regularly. I had this exact conversation with a beautiful Thrive member today. And we're talking about how sometimes we start to feel good so we stop doing the things. Now, practiced regularly, these sorts of self-care, the ones that are helping you to calm down, the ones that are helping you to return back to that natural state and break that stress cycle, these things practiced regularly will strengthen, will tone your vagal nerve. And when your vagal nerve tone is high, you switch into your parasympathetic response a lot easier after a stressful event. So practicing the things when you feel good also helps you to associate the good feelings with those things. So you're not just associating tapping with panic, for example, or you're not just associating breathing with a calm down technique. You want to associate it with already being calm. Okay, so all these things, we had that exact conversation today. All these things, it's like practice, practice, practice to train yourself. And it is, it makes me a little sad that we live in this space that we actually have to practice calming down. (laughs) And that's nobody's fault. It's just the way the world is at the moment. It's nobody's fault. Well, it's not your fault, that's for sure. But we do have to do it. It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility to keep yourself healthy and thriving. And, you know, I obviously cannot promise any health outcomes from anything for anyone. But what I can say is that when you are regularly engaging your parasympathetic nervous system, lowering your heart rate, stabilizing your breathing, stabilizing your blood pressure, digesting your food, um, doing all the things that our body needs to do, sleeping and therefore healing and repairing, all the things that our brain and body need happen in this rest and digest state. So I'm sure you could begin to imagine the health, long-term health benefits. Okay, stress directly impacts your immune response. Long-term health benefits of being out of this state. And that is one thing that you can do to help yourself to thrive, something that you have full control over. Now, I am offering at the moment, uh, depends when you're listening to this actually, so I'll say the dates. Uh, As of the 17th of November, you can jump in and register for my wellbeing week. Now, Wellbeing Week is an event that is really tailored to women in business. However, if you are being snowed down and burnt out by work, then you will absolutely relate. But I have met so many beautiful women lately, so, so many, and it is breaking my heart to see them in this place of burnout to see them trying to work their jobs and run their business at the same time or do all the hats in the business full-time and all the family things and the kids and all the things. I mean, those are just three words to describe family and kids. But we all know that means about 12 million tasks, right? It's so overwhelming. And what often happens or what I'm seeing is there becomes then a lack of motivation for the business that it directly impacts outcomes and that life balance that these people have created their business to achieve has actually become like a heavily weighed down seesaw that is not going back the other way it is consuming them and that is leading to burnout leading to stress anxiety headaches muscle aches illness, high emotions, all these things that are really hard for them to experience. So I have thought to myself, how can I help these women simplify that process of engaging their relaxation response? So I have created Wellbeing Week. Wellbeing Week officially kicks off on the 27th of November and goes through till the 3rd of December. Uh, 2022. So if you are listening to this beyond this event, that's okay. Get in touch with me and ask me what I have coming up and I will let you know at that time. But for now, you can register for Wellbeing Week from the 17th of November and it's hosted in a private Facebook group. Um, So there's going to be live events, daily relaxation tasks, all supported by me, live events, live masterclasses that are going to help you to learn how to prevent your stress long term, three mini masterclasses as well as daily check-ins and a live Q&A in there too so you can talk about how to support yourself through self-care and I can help you. So, if well-being week sounds like something that you are wanting if you are really really wanting to lower your stress or anxiety, to get yourself away from that space of burnout and back to creating a life with balance and a thriving business all at the same time without sacrificing your health, without sacrificing your um, your sanity, <laughs> uh, then I would love for you to join Wellbeing Week. As I said, it is free and I will pop a link down in the show notes for you to jump on and register. I really do hope to see you there. I. I am so, so, so passionate about women understanding the impact on their health, long-term, short-term, their quality of life, just everything, all life, personal and business outcomes, understanding how managing your stress response can improve all those things. And so I really hope, really, really, really hope to see you there. Because even if you're not quite at the place of burnout, Come and join me for some relaxation. You will benefit coming out of your stress response. All right. Thank you for this episode. It was a pleasure to have you here. I'm always so grateful to hear all of your feedback and comments on episodes and see them shared in your stories. Of course, you can tag me at inspiredlife.byjessicaann on Instagram. And I will, yeah reshare your gratitude thank you so much for joining me today i hope to see you at Wellbeing week you've been listening to inspired wellness with jessica if you loved what you heard today make sure you subscribe to this podcast and leave a review if you know someone who would love to hear all about this topic make sure you share this episode on your socials and tag me at inspiredlife.com Jessica Ann. You can get in touch with me through my website www.inspiredlifecollective.com.au. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.